Okay, we are live. Oh boy. All right. We're here. And What's oh boy, what a day, what a day. Um <laughs> a day that calls for some nice Italian malt whiskey. What do you got over there? I got the Puni Nova straight from Italy. What is that? Is that a single malt? It it is um a it's a three-year-old three-year-old um european and american oak aged okay um very very nice it's very easy it's deceptively easy to drink cool bottle too yeah very cool bottle um i'm not sure if we have a picture of it but um i feel like i've probably shared it a couple times in some feeds that uh that some people are following but yeah definitely needed this today how about you josh <laughs> uh, right now, I have. Well, I tried the Kilkiran 12 that I picked up today earlier. I wanted to not, you know, open it fresh for this. I'll do it, do it another time. But um, at the moment, I have uh, Andalusia Striker, which That's is um, Texas, right? Yeah, uh, you you guys know uh, they're doing the peated barley for Crowded Barrel. Um, so, so this is their single malt that's hardwood smoked with. Uh, I think it's apple, oak, and mesquite. Uh, super, super tasty stuff. How does it compare to uh, the Colquhegan? Because I know that's uh, um, mesquite smoked. Yeah, the Colquhegan, I think, is um, the, the smoke notes are milder. Okay. Um, for sure, because they, they only do um, 30% of the barley. Okay. So that's cool. Tell yeah. the people who you are, Vito. <laughs> I am Vito. If you didn't know, <laughs> that is who I am, and I'm very happy to be that today. Um, Brad, what do you what do you have in your glass? Secrets, secrets. Ooh, secrets, secrets. <laughs> I feel like Brad always has secrets in his glass. It's true. <laughs> All right. All right. So, uh, Josh. Yeah. I read the most interesting thing today. What's that? I read that global warming is leading to a cause of barley shortages across the world. That is a damn travesty. It's horrible. I almost had a heart. I almost had a heart attack. I'll be honest. I mean, barley makes all of the best things, beer, whiskey. I mean, bread, right? Bread? <laughs> I mean, well, sure. Bread. Technically it's like beer, beer. whiskey, well, whiskey. Beer, whiskey is up here <laughs> beer, and then like breads, down on the floor here somewhere <laughs> um it's, so it's, yeah they're having trouble uh with like uh lower crop yields and stuff like that um you know with the extra heat i guess yeah so yeah the, um all the biggest uh, producers of barley right they're always in those high temperature areas right um and now with the added couple degrees um they're losing a lot of crop so that's Drives up uh, the prices as well. That's it's gonna be it's gonna be, it's not gonna be fun. It's not gonna be fun not because, not only because of the whiskey, but because of everything else that are, that'll affect. But this is something big that I, I feel like may, might be might be overlooked a lot of, in a lot of cases when it comes to global warming, which we're not gonna get into. But it's something just to keep in mind. It's it's something that we should also be prepared for. Um, yeah, I mean. Uh, it, it, we, we have to remember, like, uh, whiskey is a natural product, right? 
with yeah. uh, made made with uh, natural grains and all of that. So you know, if uh, farmers have a problem, then whiskey has a problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's not fun, but you know what is fun is uh, we, we have all heard of the whiskey ball, right? Absolutely, we, we have. We all know about that. Uh, Brad, I, we had uh, a link to this, the, yeah, the whiskey you're, vault. You're talking about you this get. thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This this vault here. Yeah, you can get your own, your very own whiskey vault from a startup in, I think it was Taiwan? Yeah. Yeah, Taiwan. A guy was living there for, I think I, heard, I, think I remember hearing it was 23 years, 24 years he was there as a cabinet maker. Something along those lines. And, like uh, yeah, 20, yeah, 23 uh, years working in the manufacturing industry before he designed, developed, and built the whiskey <laughs> vault. It's a so, really cool looking piece, though, honestly. Like, if, it I is had, if I had six, six grand lying around, I'd buy it. Just my own, <laughs> <laughs> my own whiskey vault. Come on. You bet, if you spent $6,000 on a whiskey cabinet, uh, then you better have some whiskey worth putting in it. Um, We're the not. Thing, the thing that, that drives me crazy about this, it's not fireproof as far as I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's just got it, it full of uh, mictors. <laughs> just, yeah, right, and, mictors. Yeah, and it's full of mictors at the moment. Oh, there's the, a pappy uh, in the back, too. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh well, the, pappy, the pappy definitely needs it. I know, so, someone, I know someone that would only put Blanton minis in that whiskey vault for safekeepings. <laughs> and someone that would probably buy this as well. Yeah, I think we all know who I'm talking about. A, a friend of everybody. <laughs> friend of the show uh, and so, fictional character. So it's not character. fireproof. It doesn't really hold that much. It looks like a giant bank vault. Uh, the, the 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 glass in the front is bulletproof, so nobody can actually you know shoot the front of it out and and steal your whiskey that way. Um, but it basically is a six thousand dollar cabinet meant to keep your asshole friends from drinking your whiskey. Is basically the <laughs> best I can tell. We all have those friends, though. So, we do. Yeah. <laughs> the mooches of the world. Brad, Brad's gonna get one just to protect all of his Ardbeg from me next time I I'm over. Maybe, <laughs> maybe the anti-veto <laughs> security vault. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, so uh, if you if you got six thousand dollars to spare and you want to order one of these straight from Taiwan, then then there you go. Um, it kind of looks like it has wheels on the bottom too. So if you have like a gigantic, heavy bank vault style whiskey cabinet, I don't know if you just want it to like roll out of there easily. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Maybe those aren't wheels, but maybe they're anchors. Hopefully, probably not. They're probably wheels. <laughs> it's not. It's not even. It's not fireproof. Every every safe I've ever come across is fireproof. Right. If the safe's not even fireproof. Having wheels wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. <laughs> uh, and the thing, it's three hundred and eight pounds. That seems excessive, but that's that's more than two me's. Bit excessive. <laughs> You're so wee, Vito. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna change my middle name to the wee Italian. The wee Italian. Um. So yeah. Uh, I guess I don't think I'll be getting one of those anytime soon. I don't know about you guys. If I hit the lottery for sure, just just for the sake of having one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know this looks real fancy behind me here, but this this came from IKEA. So, <laughs> I think I'll probably have to skip the bulletproof vault. But uh, we'll see. I am I am building a mini vault in the new house, so you know, yeah. bulletproof features might be handy for some reason. What, 
what what kind of features do you have in mind for the new house vault? Uh, well, it's it's definitely going to be behind a bookcase because I'm cheesy. Yes. Uh, but other than that, uh, I'm not sure exactly. I mean, it's not going to be super fancy. I'm I'm not a crazy secret billionaire, but uh, <laughs> oh, it'll, it'll be nice. Uh, all right. Well, um, keeping in keeping with um, what we were talking about last week. Uh, with um, I know we talked about this a couple of days ago, Josh. Um, the uh, uh, Sherry Festival, International yeah. Sherry Festival, last week that um, Tamdu and a bunch of other uh, Spanish producers were celebrating. Right. Um, I had mentioned, and I got a little bit of heat from it. Not a heat, but like a couple of people were like, eh, you know, don't mention Monkey Shoulder again. <laughs> <laughs> I like Monkey Shoulder, but I was thinking about it. And um, we came across something, um, an article that was saying that blended whiskey is better scotch. Right. That's it's the new uh, Chivas Regal campaign. Yeah. That, uh, what did it say? What did it say? It said, it says uh, success uh, is malt's a blend. good, grains great, blends better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Okay. Well, I mean, so what do you think about blends? What's when you think blended whiskey? What do you think? You know, I don't like because I was the way I was intro- I was introduced into whiskey. I went into most whiskeys fairly blind, um, so I didn't really care if it was blended or single malt. I didn't really hold anything anything to a certain standard, um, and I sort of still to this day kind of carry that mentality like cuz i've come across some really nice blends absolutely right definitely um, yeah. so and and stuff that you wouldn't necessarily think would be good um right so um i'll always try the blend i don't i don't i, I wouldn't say that they're better or worse right like cuz yeah. I, I i really like monkey shoulder i don't know about a, a lot of other people but i i that's a that's a blend space side uh and I think it's lovely, easy to drink, great in cocktails. It's all around really nice. Um, but yeah, like I, I just don't, I, I don't hold any contempt towards uh, blends unless, unless I try it and it, it really isn't that good. Yeah, I mean, here's what I think about Monkey Shoulder since it gets brought up so much is um, it's fine. Yeah. It tastes fine, right? Agreed. It's it's not bad. I think it gets blown up to be this perfect entry point for people or or something like bigger than it is. Uh, their marketing is super clever. They've been dry, driving that gigantic cocktail shaker around the country. You'll see pictures of that, right? It's like yeah. a huge trailer with a cocktail shaker like, on it. Like a, like a cement mixing truck, but a cocktail right, shaker. Right, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, that, I mean, that's real cute. And they have the, the cool bottle with the monkeys on it and everything. But, I mean, you want fantastic blends. Compass Box, obviously. Yeah, um, Compass Box doesn't definitely. Doesn't Some of my favorite product. whiskeys. Full stop. Our compass box blends. Absolutely, absolutely. What what's your favorite compass box, Brad? Uh, probably no, <laughs> probably no name. No name. Pro- probably no. See, name. I haven't had that one yet. I, it's kind of hard to come by uh, around here anyway. There's a few I'd good ones mine, though. Hedonism, the Muse, is also really good. I'd say mine at the moment is probably that Flaming Heart, but that's like Flaming the Heart last is a, Flaming that I picked is amazing. up. Um, what about you, Vito? Um, my 
experience with compost box is fairly limited and I don't remember drinking. I remember drinking it, but I don't remember tasting it. Um, Brad knows the time that that, that happened. <laughs> um, I don't know what you're talking about, Vito. The time that we got fairly drunk in the middle of the afternoon while you were here and you fell asleep instead of going to a concert. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was, it was worth it. It was definitely That'll worth it. That'll happen sometimes. It happens. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I've, well, I've had, I've had the known name muse. Um, I've had flaming heart, um, the 2016 release, I think it was. Um, mm-hmm. and I remember the flaming heart and the flaming heart was delicious. And I've he- heard, nice. I continuously hear nothing but great things about compass box. Um, from all the whiskey review channels and, you know, um, you guys. So, um, I can only, you know, assume that you guys aren't lying because I feel like if you were lying, you guys would be jerks. That's not nice nice at all. I, I, if you can find it, I don't know if this is even in stores anymore, but I, I did manage to find one a while ago. They make this cool, um, sampler set of like five or six compass box, uh, blends and they come in little like test tube uh tasting size so you can get you know two three good pours out of it to sample each one uh that's absolutely worthwhile i got to try you know a whole bunch of the range by buying that and then find out which ones i thought were good but i didn't really need to have a bottle of it but um and which ones i absolutely had to go buy so right um and even other blends like uh, Johnny Walker, you know, some of the Johnny Walker stuff, like if I go to a bar and they don't have much of a selection, they're probably going to have Johnny Walker black, you know, so which is something that yeah. doesn't blow my mind or anything like that, but it's fine. Um, yeah, yeah Johnny, sure. jo- Johnny's all fairly, fairly consistent, right? Um, except for that pesky red label. Yeah, and I still haven't, I still haven't opened the White Walker. Um, some people have. Uh, I've, I've heard mixed reviews of it. Some people thought it was kind of gross, and then uh, other people really loved it. Uh, obviously, really clever marketing, but yeah, uh, sure, it's yeah. it's yeah. a no, it's a novelty bottle. I've kind of accepted. I bought it with a with with mediocre hopes, and a couple of the reviews that I've seen on it um, have kind of tam- like tempered the, tempered my expectations. Yeah, same um, here. But um, I have it. I'm a Game of Thrones fan. I'll buy into the marketing a little bit for that. Um, and it's a, it's a nice way of uh, pissing off some of my friends that uh, aren't really into whiskey. I'll bring <laughs> I'm going to bring it to the premiere next year. Sure. Uh, whatever, whatever's left. And uh, just be like, hey, guys, want some whiskey? And they're just going to be like, fuck it, you know. Yeah, people are saying so. Uh, like Steve in the chat here said White Walker's okay. Slightly different than Black Label. Christina thinks it's very brittle. Yeah, I, I've heard pretty you know, mediocre reviews over all of it. But I, I, I've seen the pictures now, right? So I don't know if I'm going to go put it in the freezer, to, but I, I'm still sort of compelled to just to see it for myself. Um, uh, I don't know who the reviewer is. I got to get back. I got I to gotta give him a shout out um, either if I figure it out by the end of the episode or next episode. Um, I really like his reviews. Um, he recently did one on the White Walker and he did a side-by-side comparison of it out of the freezer and at room temperature. Mm-hmm. Um, and this has turned into a Johnny Walker, White Walker uh, talk, but whatever. Um, and um, the way he preferred, I don't remember how he preferred it, but I remember thinking to myself as I was listening to him, I think I might put it in the freezer. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's what they want you to do with it, right? So yeah, it's part of the market. 
yeah, yeah. so I'd, I'd be interested in trying that but yeah i gotta i gotta i gotta see if i can find uh that uh who it was because this name's escaping me right now but yeah um but yeah blends just... blends are blends right like if they're if they're done right they're magical if they're done poorly then that's what it is but uh you know the best are blends the the best the best thing the best thing i think that we can that that we can all agree on is that if you have a local um a whiskey bar or even just a pub that has like a decent selection of whiskeys they're gonna have some blends they're gonna have some single malts instead of going out and buying and rolling the dice and just going off like internet reviews or you know what your friends might say go in spend you know five ten fifteen dollars on a on a quick you know, one ounce, two ounce pour, Absolutely. and make 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 the decision for yourself. Um, if you don't like the blend, then don't buy the bottle. But at yeah. least you know you tried it out because you a lot of people are surprised. I'm kind of fortunate. Uh, really close to my house, and actually directly on the way home from work for me is uh, a bar that has a pretty damn impressive whiskey collection. There's some better ones downtown, but uh, at least on the north side of Austin, where I live, um, they've got you know. Six or eight art bags, depending on when you go in there. I mean, they, they've got a whole backside of a menu that's all scotch, and then on the inside they've got uh, bourbon, and then a whole special special section for Texas whiskeys and stuff like that. And I know you guys. Uh, is, well, is that bar you know, called Two Feet Behind You? Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's sometimes you just want to go out and be served. It's true. You know what I'm saying? It's true. Oh, served. Yes. Y'all have, uh, well, I think it's in Toronto, right? Uh, there's some pretty awesome whiskey bar. Yeah, the Caledonian. Um, yeah, what, I, anyone, it's one of the few Ardbeg embassies in North America. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Owned by a, a lovely, lovely Scottish couple. Um, they are the most wonderful people, and their selection is fantastic. And they're always doing these awesome tastings with people um the last one that i went to i was talking about last episode with the glenfiddich uh ambassador for canada the next one is uh Killaman, and if i'm not mistaken the owner of the distillery is going to be there giving a talk oh, and, awesome. and, and, a, and a tasting um so yeah they, they're always doing cool events and if you're ever in toronto or, or even you know uh our listeners and our guests in the chat if you're live in toronto first of all reach out to uh, to to us and um we'll get to you um uh but uh, definitely look into it the caledonian is on college street um little italy so weirdly enough uh but uh, yeah um it's an awesome bar very cool y'all uh mr jeffrey patron was recently there right yes we hosted uh mr patron um myself adam daniel hayes a bunch of the other uh canadian uh members of the community and uh we had a great time uh we were in the little uh bothy i think it's called um what like ralphie sits in in his reviews right yeah yeah, yeah. i know and what you mean so they have like a makeshift little bothy in the back of the of the bar and it's a little little bit heated and it's i got a big long um a wooden table then it's very communal um it was awesome and jeffrey's a stand-up stand-up new jerseyan new jerseyan new jerseyite i don't know what's the proper term for someone from new jersey Ah, who Crazy. cares about them anyways? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> I see Je- Jeffrey uh, is in the chat, with me. It's okay. Uh, asking Lance if his if his liver is an Ardbeg embassy. <laughs> <laughs> probably should be classified uh, that correct. way. Legally classified yeah, as an Ardbeg embassy. It made me a big long wooden table made me giggle too, Lance. <laughs> 
Um, but well, yeah, yeah, it was it was it was a pleasure to to host Jeffrey in in our city um, this past weekend. So thanks for coming up, Jeff. It was awesome to see you. Um, we, so y'all must have sipped many whiskeys there. Oh we're, boy. Yeah, we okay. We were talking about this earlier today. <laughs> I don't mean to shit on anybody at all. That's not the point. But I'm very confused by this this question that gets asked an awful lot on Facebook and whatnot is. Uh, what's a good sipping whiskey? And I was confused by that. I was asking these guys, I said, aren't they all sipping whiskeys? I mean, I sip all of them, right? I mean, unless you're taking them as, as a shot. And that was, that was the best answer I got to explain this phrase is to tell people it's not for shooting. Right. But it, I mean, what do you guys think? People ask, what's a good sipping whiskey? And I'm like, all of them? Yeah, I, I would say that that's probably the difference that people mean, like whether you're, it's something that is quote unquote meant to be shot or drank slowly, sip by sip. But personally, I'm I'm with you. I'm, it's all it's all sipping whiskey. If it's not worth sipping on, why am I drinking it? Exactly. Even if I, even if I'm going to mix it into a cocktail, it's probably one that I would I would want to drink neat anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, Lance Lance men thinks of it. Lance Van Ness member of the Ardbeg cult, uh, sit down and explore whiskey. Okay, so more of what uh, has been referred to as a hero whiskey. Sure. So Okay, um, so yeah. hero whiskey versus background whiskey kind of thing. But it's like, even if I'm sitting too, and yeah. relaxing, like I'm still sipping on it, even if I'm not like... Oh, see, but Daniel Daniel Brower here, he thinks it's the opposite. Something that you don't have to think about too much. Okay. Just sit back and simp. See, I think, that, I think it's going to mean something different to everybody, which then... Pose it, pose it as a, a little bit of a, a little bit of confusion to in the conversation, right? Yeah. Like for me, for me personally, um, and I've had I've had my, I've had issues in the past um, with consumption. Uh, nothing too crazy, but it does seem to uh, over excessive consumption does affect me very negatively. Um, so I've sort of turned almost every, every essentially every whiskey into a sipping whiskey. Mm. I take my time with it. I sit down. It's control. It's it's almost like I'm self controlling uh, my experience with my whiskey, and I'm gaining more out of each whiskey that way. Yeah, it increases your enjoyment and right. uh, allows you to slow yourself down. Right. And... So to for me, a sipping whiskey. That's just that that is just every whiskey is a sipping whiskey for me. Yeah. Uh, in because of my personal situation. Now, for everyone else, it's completely separate. Uh, as apparent in the chat with a couple of people commenting, right? So um, I um, I can see where some people I can see all different sides of the story, right? Because you have to put yourself in 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 someone else's shoes and be like, how? What do you? Especially when Daniel, what did, what did Daniel say exactly? Where is he? Uh, uh, it was something more, it I don't was have to think too much about, right? Right, so, right. Like, something that I mean, you're just sitting back and enjoying. Yeah. Gently. So like immediately when I when he says that, I think okay, that's. I come home from a long day after work. I want to sit down and relax with a, with a bit of whiskey. Right. 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 That's, that's what I think. And, and I, I, I talked to Daniel. I, 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 that's exactly what I think of Daniel doing with his whiskey is I had a long day. I'm just going to sit down and wind down. Right. Sure. So it's, um, it's an interesting, it's an interesting t term or right term. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Or, yeah, it's open to verbiage. interpretation. Yeah, it's just it's sure. it's it's to everybody. Um, it's confusing. It's not set in stone. 
just got to take it. I think my me, I think you should. We should all just take it, um, take it for what it is, and that's how it's how you enjoy drinking whiskey. For people that want to answer questions like like that, um, you know, when someone asks, "What's a good sipping whiskey?" You know, when do you find yourself drinking most? After right. work, uh, late at night, at a bar, right? So you know, if for, so, I feel like if whoever's listening, you know, a sipping whiskey is the whiskey that. Um, that you want to drink at the time and you're going to drink it the way you want to at that period of time. So, so, uh, I saw in the chat here, we have, uh, Bill, uh, from the whiskey Dick, uh, YouTube channel who, uh, we met down here in Austin at the crowd of barrel opening. So, uh, good to have you in. Awesome. Uh, good to see you again. Well, not see you again, but sort of <laughs> have, have, you, <laughs> have you in our presence. Sure. Yes. What, what virtually, no, it's, it's, uh, it's still counts. So still counts. Still counts. Doesn't yeah, matter. Absolutely. This technically doesn't count as drinking alone now, right? That's... Right. Not as, at all. As, as, <laughs> uh, as one Roy would say, we're in a virtual pub right now. There you go. Virtual pub. Yeah. It isn't whiskey till it's shared. And there are no strangers in whiskey. So welcome you friends. Yeah. Cheers. Sandra. So, um, I was looking at this poll here because I have the, uh, we were, we were going to talk about sherry finished whiskeys and we all have different ones here in a little bit, but I had, I had a couple of American options here and one was the Bell Mead sherry finished bourbon and the Westland Sherry Wood American single malt. Uh, Dead heat, 50-50. 50-50 right now. <laughs> and there's so, still time to vote. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to put the link I'm in the up. chat so there's still am time I, to I, vote. Am I allowed to vote? Can I vote? Uh, sure you can. Why not? All right, I'm going to vote. Just don't tell them. It's fine. For. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you. I'm just going to go in and vote. <laughs> Give me a second here. So I'll just show them real quick. The Westland, Sherry Wood, and then this little guy, Bell Mead, Sherry Bourbon. Uh, um, so something interesting happened the other night. Yes. Um, and Brad was here for that. Um, uh, well here on a chat here, um, here, um, I got home, um, after the Jeffrey Patron visit and, um, I was given, I was handed off a bottle of the Puni Nova, which I'm enjoying right now, um, at a lovely temperature. Um, it was in my car for a couple hours and it was a little chilly. I got home, I opened it up to do a side-by-side uh, -side comparison with the other Italian malt I have right there. The oh, there's two different ones. I yeah. didn't know that. Yep, okay. there's, there's a bunch, actually. They have a lot of expressions. I'm trying my best to try and source them uh, okay. because as, as an Italian, I feel like I'm obligated for some reason. Yeah, uh, you have to uh, get your people's whiskey. Yeah, so I wanted to do side-by-side -side immediately when I got home. So I opened both up, and it, it, it hit me. Um that it was so cold and it, and it completely changed um, over the, the hour um, that it was in my glass. Cause I just kind of kept it in the glass. I put my lid on it and I just kind of tried to heat it up a little bit back to room temperature. Um, and as it heated up, it um, obviously the more vapors happened and all that, but got, right. it got, right, it right. got me thinking. And we talked about this um, uh, the other day, whiskey storage. And it, yeah. it seems to come, it seems to come up a lot. Um, and um, what temperature to keep it at? How do you keep 
how do you keep it on the shelf? Do you keep it in the in the in the boxes? Do you keep it out of light? All these different variables. Yeah, there's everyone, a lot to think about there. Everyone, everyone's kind of um, you know always questioning: Is this right? Is this the best way of storing it? And uh, I think uh, I think that um, so something that uh, that we both have. Well, the three of us. Brad's here too. Hi, Brad. Hi. Uh, <laughs> by the by the way um do you do you have some uh, shiny round object uh in your possession a shiny round object like yes like, uh, there 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 was a call see. Oh, this, um amongst this, this thing the bling this there thing. it is <laughs> there it is proof proof That's proof that i could bludgeon someone to death if they don't like my whiskey selection course talking about the uh the level one sommelier yes. medallion the uh, aka Shoot. the black belt of whiskey sommelierness where i'm ready to start learning now and don't really know what the hell i'm doing but i'm soon. very curious about it and i'm on board soon to be level two soon the next month yeah, yeah. <laughs> assuming i pass <laughs> but yes ne uh, next month Let, let's I go with let's, right. let's go with next month i'll be level two yeah <laughs> as, long, as, long, as long as you're genuine and not a cheater, Brad, I know you'll do just fine. I wouldn't cheat on my sommelier tests, unlike those wine people that I... Where's the honor in that? Where is the honor in that? Exactly. Um, uh, but yeah, going yeah, back so a little bit... Um, you see my storage. Yeah, we see it plain and, plain and simple. Now, now, do you have any windows in the room that, uh, that uh, your cabinet's in? Yeah, there's two directly across the opposite wall here, but um, out just outside. Which actually, if you're walking past my house and the lights are on or it's you know daylight, you can kind of see this big old thing uh, from the sidewalk, which makes me like mildly paranoid. Sometimes. All those whiskeys are ruined. You you better just <laughs> send them on over to me. I'll get rid of them for you. No, I'm, I'm more like you know if somebody was uh, to. To, to break in and steal my stuff, which is obviously never going to happen, but like <laughs> it got it in the back of my mind sometimes anyway. Got to hide it behind uh, a bookcase, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but no, the, the windows, there's a, uh, a pair of windows over here and there's uh, there's a giant tree outside. So there's really no direct sunlight that comes in through uh, and, and hits on the cabinet at all. Even in, you know, the middle of the summer, brightest part of the day, it's, it's fine. And these are LED lights in there as well, so really shouldn't have any problem, uh, you know, degrading the whiskey via via light, UV, or anything like that. And so it's essentially what it seems to be really the keys. Yeah, the keys is uh, keeping the bottles, if untubed or unboxed, away from direct sunlight, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so what are you... I see some. I see some unboxed behind you, and I see some boxed behind you. Me? You, uh, yeah. Okay. Or so, those. So what I have, what I have behind me, um, one shelf, and then um, just to my my right, your left, um, yeah. I have a, a little um, uh, mini book bookcase uh, with my other whiskeys um, that aren't Isla or bourbon and Italian. Um, but um, because I don't have very many right now i'm taking up a lot of space behind the bottles with the boxes right? mm -hmm. so when i take when i take a bottle down i know where i'm putting it back uh but all my whiskey is on display um ready to grab out of the box because the the only windows that i have are above them 
I see. Right. So I'm actually my my living room. Well, the living room that I that I use is in the basement, right? And these windows don't get very much light through them, regard anyways. Right. So I my my there's almost no natural light in my in my living room. So I unbox, untube all my whiskeys, and they're just out. So I don't really have to worry too much about it. Untube. Untubing. I think that's a word. Untubing. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Um, but, uh, what I do have to worry about, and this is something, um, I guess we'll get to right now is, uh, temperature because there are two air vents immediately above me, right? Sure. Your whiskey is also ruined. You better just send it on over. I'll <laughs> just it for, you. for testing. I think yeah, for, for so testing what, what, purposes. what I've done, what I've done, um, Brad, you sneaky, sneaky mooch. You're a sommelier. You're not allowed to be a mooch. I am the abomination. I could do what I want. What what did what did we call it a couple of months ago? A smooch? Was it a smooch? That, a smooch? Sounds, yeah, that sounds like something right. I would try to avoid repeating so that it doesn't become a thing. Sure, that's probably <laughs> what it doesn't become a thing now. People are listening. <laughs> Damn you, Vito. Brad is a level one and a half smooch. Yeah, that sounds um, about right. <laughs> um, so what I've done is I've actually covered up the air vents so that there's no um, in the summertime, cold air hitting the bottles, and in the wintertime, no hotter in the hot air hitting the bottles. Um, and I have and I have a separate uh, little unit that's kind of keeping air regulated at a good temperature in this room. Um, so um, temperature is a big thing that I, that I've noticed. And um, the other night, you know, bringing the 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 Puni Nova back, which I will get to, guys. Don't worry, ever the chat's blowing up. Why aren't I talking about the Nova? It's conspiracy. We'll get, what are you hiding? We'll, get, we'll get. I'm not actually drinking. I'm not actually drinking it. Shh. Um, but um, it, it temperature drastically changes how the whiskey's going to taste. Um, and keeping That's the temperature, you know, um, between 16 and 22 degrees um, Celsius. So I don't know what that that is in freedom degrees but uh <laughs> i i have no idea either <laughs> um i think i think uh brad can uh, pull up the conversion real quick but i think that's somewhere around the 70 70 what is it celsius area. you said 16 you know to, 16 to 23 16 to 22 okay so, 20, so like 20 so like 72 73 degrees yeah would be 20 so you know i always kind of so i i play guitar and I've uh, I've collected guitars for a little while now and and I kind of think about that what they always say about guitars is probably about true for whiskey is if if your guitars or your whiskey are comfortable uh, that's they'll be comfortable where you are comfortable so sure. if you're in a room and it's too damn hot or too damn cold well it's probably too damn cold or too damn hot for your whiskey too yeah, um, yep. yeah my house is pretty uh, the lower level stays like nicely cool in the summer and and nice and warm in the in the winter. So uh, it's should be in pretty good shape. But I, I don't really keep the boxes though or the tubes or anything like that I, unless I think they're really really cool. Like I have the flaming heart and the phenomenology one right now just because yeah. the artwork's so awesome on there. Like, but I feel sure. like I feel like that's true with every compass box. Like they, they yeah, they, compass they, box they, they does good art. Like they, they, they really hire do. they hire people to do the art custom for their boxes. Do they not? Yeah. No, I'm sure. Yeah. Right. So that's they're definitely worth keeping. I'm just keeping them just to be annoying because when people come over and they see all these, they go even crazy because they're like, there's more whiskey there. I'm like, no, no, no that's just empty box. <laughs> You're keeping them just to be annoying. I yeah. Like. <laughs> I'm, 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 a, 
I'm a fairly big troll in real life, so. <laughs> <laughs> He's the IRL troll. Nice. <laughs> okay, so what about when you open a bottle? Are you ever concerned about the oxidation and stuff like that, um, especially if it's something you're going to keep for a while or any particular type of whiskey? Uh, I personally, I feel, I feel, I can't string a, a sentence together tonight, um, which is what different than any other night. Um, with my more expensive bottles, I try to keep them to a limit of like four or five months once I open them. Sure. Um, you mean so you I, try and go through them then? I try to go through them. Um, the, um, and we were talking about this the other night, actually. I bottled down my Glendronic, my mm -hmm. Glendronic 12. And um, that was one of the first bottles that I bought. I bought it back in the beginning of March um, and I opened it right away. And I bottled it down last week. Um, so that... That is March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. Almost eight months. Um, okay. And I sort of did it as an experiment, but also because I wasn't really enjoying it as much as I thought I would. Um, once the couple of, like a couple of months after I first opened it up. Right. Um, and eight months, way too long, mm -hmm. obviously. Way, way too long. Um, if you're not using anything else. Um, and I know... We're going to get to this because I know there's something that you use um, that should be helping a little bit with that along yeah. the process. But yeah. Spoilers. This stuff. Yeah. So I've been trying to keep the my good bottles, the bottles that I'm spending a little bit of more money on within a certain period of time. And the rest of them, um, you know, between because uh, in Canada, $40 is on the, the less expensive side, but $40 to $80, I'm keeping a little bit longer just because I'm curious about how the, the whiskey's going to oxidize throughout the life of it. Right. Uh, but yeah. the more expensive ones, I'm trying to down a little bit quicker, but still enjoying it to its fullest, right? I'm uh, not really sure what makes the difference, though. Like, it seems like that some whiskeys, Lagavulin in particular, seems to be susceptible to this, in my opinion anyway, uh, that as it oxidizes and sits and not even for a terribly long time. I mean, I, I haven't ever had a bottle of Lagavulin around for like, you know, five years or anything like that. Um, but as it sits, it kind of, it doesn't go bad so much as it kind of gets flat uh, and loses some of its like nuance of flavor and stuff like that. So for, for certain bottles like that, that I know as they, as they age, I perceive some kind of a difference that I don't like. Um, Usually with, with bourbon and stuff like that, um, I don't find it makes much of a difference, but stuff that's heavily peated, uh, you know, your Isla whiskeys and stuff like that. I use this private preserve and there's, there's some other brands out there, but it's, it's marketed as wine preserver, but it says right on the can that it's, you know, it's good for, uh, cognac, scotch, bourbon, tequila, you know, any other type of, uh, alcoholic beverage you want to, you want to save. And, right. um, uh, Jared, my friend Jared actually turned me on to this, gave me a can of it, and he's been using it forever. He's got some really special limited bottles that he's kept for years and years with this stuff. And it's, you know, I've had a sample out of those, and it, I can't tell the difference. It's like it was first opened, and he's had it for a really long time. So it seems to work. Um, you know, if you're going to go through a bottle pretty quickly, it it may not be totally worth it. But if you're sure. going to hang on to it for a while, I think I think it's effective. Yeah. Um, another thing I've seen is people use like marbles and other things like that to like basically fill up the bottle so there's less air. There's all there's all kinds of weird strategies. I've right. heard about that, yeah, but I feel like I feel like introducing like another surface area to the whiskey isn't 
Well, if it's just glass, like if it's a glass marble, like it's not as long as they're properly like cleaned and everything first. Yeah, I guess. sure. I I I don't know. I feel I'd feel I'd feel weird using uh, balls. It does. In, it does uh, seem weird, but like I get the logic behind it, and I can't yeah. really find. Oh, how many, like, well, if you have if you have work. a collection like Josh, right, and you're using, if like that, I feel like that works if you have like one or two bottles, three bottles maybe, because that you can use, you can end up using a lot of marbles, right? Sure, yeah, right. You, you, it would have to right. be I, like I, you know these like three or four super fancy bottles or whatever that you don't want to mess with gas on for whatever reason. But yeah, it's not something you'd be able to do a ton. So Adam Adam asked a question that uh, I saw that he wanted to know if most of my collection was filled with uh, Gretchen, my wife's lavender lattes. These are these are becoming famous in the whiskey community because every time we go up to Balcones, uh, there's a restaurant across the street called Milo, and Milo makes lavender lattes, and she always gets teased for for ordering a lavender latte. Um, no, I will tell you, Adam, that my collection is not entirely consisting of lavender lattes. However, when you make your way down to Austin, I may put some lavender latte in one of these bottles just to mess with you. Notice he very specifically said not entirely right. lavender lattes. Yeah. You pick the wrong bottle, you're going to be surprised. It's going to be yeah. nice and floral. Nice. Pretty. I mean, they sound delicious. I don't know what, what people are talk about it's fine although like you know if i did that and, and it's <laughs> if i put a lavender latte in one of these bottles and then it sat here for six months that, would, that, probably, that would probably wouldn't be as good terrible uh yeah um so with that said decanters yes well how do you feel about that when you're storing whiskeys do you use decanters i just and bought one on saturday the balconis Oh, and, at the, yeah. the Balcones yeah, uh, 10 year celebration or whatever? <laughs> because yeah. it was pretty. That's yeah. right. <laughs> no, no, hold on. Let me correct that. Because it was Balcones. Right. <laughs> because it was beautiful you, and because it was Balcones. You um, bad boy, you. Yeah. I, I, I apologize for nothing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, how do you feel about it? I, I in general, really don't ever use decanters. I, I tell you why I have used them. Uh, in fact, when you were here, Vito, I, I had a just kind of a cheap one out off Amazon that I tried to do a infinity bottle, but I mean the seal on the on the you know the cap yeah. uh, was pretty terrible. So that infinity bottle went off and just wasn't worthwhile. It didn't seal. So uh, I started using it if I had a bunch of people over and we were sampling a bunch of whiskey, just fill it with water and put it in the middle of the table. So that people could like rinse their glasses or take a drink of water, et cetera, sure. and they didn't have to get up. Um, I could see also like if you were going to try some sort of blend that say you mix something up in a glass and and you like the result. I really like uh, a little bit of brimstone mixed into Irish whiskey. That's a solid combo. Highly recommend trying it. Yeah. But, uh, it, you know, if I wanted to mix up a little batch of that and I was going to drink it within like a week or two, you know, that might be a, a, a good vessel to store it in right uh, yeah, but was, in general I'm, I'm not really a decanter you know type guy me either so. yeah um i'm not i'm not big on them um however I, it may be my mind playing tricks on me but i feel like i've seen decanters with most decanters come is crystal right so it's crystal on crystal the seal mm -hmm. but i feel like i've seen in the past the um the stopper 
with um, a ring, like a rubber ring. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Sure, with a proper seal. Sure. I feel like like if you really want to be, like, if you want to use a decanter to showcase, like, a very special whiskey, like, a Macallan M, for example, as uh, as famous as it is, right? Or like any other whiskey that you hold in high high regard, that's a little bit more expensive or very special to you, um, and one is displayed in, de- in a decanter. I feel like that's the one to look for is something with um, a, a somewhat of a proper seal. That right, or re- recycling an old bottle, like especially if it has sure. a synthetic cork. Yeah, like so. Right. My Infinity bottle is an old <laughs> Oban uh, fourteen bottle. Uh, okay. And I just took off all the all the thing. It's not it's not the nicest bottle, but it, you know it's it does its job. What I really want to use is the Hibiki Harmony bottle. That's yeah, a beautiful that, bottle. I, that's One what I empty. use for my uh, Infinity bottle. It works very well. Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah, uh, Steve's t- what, exactly what you're talking about is said that he has um, a silicone uh, flange stopper. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, as, as long yeah, as it's got a good seal, the yeah, and it's yeah. not like crystal or something that's going to leach things eventually into the whiskey, then you're right. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No no lead crystal, right? Yeah, that, no. Yeah. That, would, that would be bad. I mean, Definitely short good. term, it's not really going to do much. But like if you're actually storing it for a period of time, then it's not not great. Now, speaking of storing, um, this is something that um, me and some of the other uh, Canadians have been talking about because we're starting, we're um, discussing bottle splits. Right. Yeah. So, um, on that on that sort of uh, thought uh, wavelength, um, do you have smaller bottles where you take what's left in a bottle, let's say halfway, like a three fifty milliliter? Do you tra- Do you ever think about transferring it, or do you have you done that before? Well, no, I use that wine preserver spray, uh, you know, so it really doesn't matter how much it, it, it forms like a gas barrier sort of blanket on yeah. the top of the whiskey. So uh, like prior, prior to that. Y- yeah, well, I, I have some of those sample bottles, but what I use them for is if I'm going to take an assortment of whiskeys somewhere to, you know, bring to a party or something like that, and, you know, give some some tastings or, you know, I've, I've swapped with friends you know, giving sure. them a sample of something, they give me a sample of something. I've got some that, that hold up to four ounces, and I've got some smaller ones uh, that are like airplane size bottles, whatever those are. I, I think I they're two they're ounces like. typically. For... Okay. The, the uh, ones yeah. that I have are two ounces anyway. I don't know if that's standard sure. or what the deal is. I've never I've never done it, but I've I've been thinking about maybe starting to do that. Um, but we'll see. I, I think I'm going to try and find a, a bottle of that preserver. Um, I've just been slacking so hard because I've known about it for a while now. You've told me about it multiple times, but uh, yeah, I should try and get out and find find a, bo- a yeah, bottle of that to use. Right. Um, when so when you do the bottle split, who keeps the actual bottle? Oh, it's a it's a raffle. Uh, okay. Yeah, we're, 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 because we haven't we haven't done it yet, but um, I've I've already kind of claimed the the bottle. Uh, if we do do it, um, it's either going to be the flaming heart of the phenomenon phenomenology um so mm-hmm. um but i think we're gonna start we're gonna i preemptively claimed it but what we're gonna start doing is actually just like drawing a name and um if you don't keep the bottle you don't keep the bottle but uh, mm-hmm. I, I like i like keeping my bottles i have a little bit of a um of a project uh, in mind um yeah. once oh, i really? get enough once i get enough bottles and um uh stay tuned um because so you're you're it. you're keeping all your empties, or at least like the ones that you like. Yeah, I'm keeping all my empties. Um, well, no, all my empties. All my oh, empties all. 
Yeah, okay. every single one of them. Um, I have a handful. Like I, I kept the first bottle of Balcones that I ever bought, and it's sitting up next to like the decorative barrel I have up here. And then I have a bottle of Russell's Reserve that was signed by Eddie Russell. Nice. And uh, then an Ardbeg Grooves committee release that I happened to just walk into a store and find, luckily. But um, yeah, I keep I keep those ones that are just cool enough or have some sort of memory associated with them. Uh, sure. And the rest of them kind of get tossed. Oh, I did keep a bottle of Eagle Rare that I turned into a uh, a torch for the back, you know, like to put on the, oh, yeah. the right. patio okay. table outside. So, nice. or it's either a torch or it's a Molotov cocktail. Keep keep it, keep keep that bottle away from you if I get uh, a little tipsy at your place. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't want, drink don't want, from don't that want, one. Don't, want, don't 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 want any any mistakes uh, with that. Um, but you can't come back ever since he set my house on fire. <laughs> <laughs> this whiskey tastes but, like torch fuel. What's going on? <laughs> um, but going back a little bit, I keep the bottles, um, but I'm also keeping the corks. Um, how do you, what do you guys feel about how do you guys feel about that? I keep, I keep all the corks, the corks well. just in case there's a disaster when I'm opening a different bottle and I need a spare cork. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I've got a solid, I don't know. I don't even I keep I have you know the bo- boxes that bookers come in, the wooden boxes with yeah, yeah. plastic yeah. slide. Yeah. I have one of those uh, set aside that I keep the uh, the used corks in from old bottles and uh, I always good, keep yeah. you know, you keep an assortment because they're actually different sizes on different bottles. A lot of them are kind of standardized, but you know, yeah. sometimes you pluck one out and it doesn't fit. Yeah. Yeah. A fair um, amount yeah, of them are a standard size, but there's definitely weird cork sizes that people use sometimes. Very annoying. Yep. Exactly. Or that weird stopper one that you have. That's not even like a real cork top. It's just like a hard <laughs> stopper. You can't even open. Oh, the bib and tucker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's meant to look like an old-timey jug of whiskey. So annoying. Um, and what about, lastly, flasks? Um, Your I have, travel whiskey storage. I have... Um, like this thing? I have a tiny... Yeah, I have a tiny okay. juice box as well. Okay. Yeah. I, but I, don't, I have I don't, one of those, like, large Stanley flasks that's... It's, it holds some... It's a ridiculous amount. Like, you, you, you're meant to share it for sure. I forget how many ounces it holds. Like, eight ounces of whiskey or something like that. Okay. Um, but it's got a nice, like, wide mouth on it. But it, it is super heavy. You can't really put it in your pocket. And uh, and then I got one in a gift bag as well one time that's kind of just a smaller portable one. But I so rarely, rarely use them. Just every once in a while, like if I'm going out to an all-day music festival or something and we're drinking a little bit in the parking lot so we don't have to buy $12, <laughs> you know, mixed drinks inside the venue sure. or what have you. Uh, yeah, oh, so yeah I, I, don't, I don't use mine much at all. <laughs> I think I've used it once right. since getting it. But, you know, it's it's nice when the occasion comes up where it makes sense to have, but so such oh, a rare occurrence. Uh, that... Lance has a great uh, a great flask idea. A prosthetic leg that's hollow. You there you go. This... I just yeah. got to lose a leg. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, flasks. I don't know. I'm. Yeah. Just every once in a while. Extremely temperate. Like a day, two days. Like like right. I I'll, I'll fill in the more if I'm if I'm going to a wedding. I'm gonna I'm gonna fill it with. Um, I'm on straight up. I don't care what anyone says. I'm gonna fill it with monkey sh- shoulder. Right, and I'm gonna bring it to a wedding. Uh, I don't even care it, what anybody says. I'm drinking yeah. that monkey shoulder. I'm drinking sure. that monkey shoulder, baby. And I'm and, and the reason, the reason, because I sometimes they won't have um, 
any good rye. And at, at most weddings, I will drink uh, rye and ginger, rye and ginger ale. Okay. Um, if I don't like the rye that they have behind the bar, I'm just going to uh, get some, get a bit of ice, a dash of ginger ale, and I'm going to pour a little bit of monkey shoulder in there and just have a, like a really quick cocktail just to kind of get my little bit of a, of a nice, you know, tasting going during dinner. But uh, sure. if I don't end up drinking, uh, thank you, Steve A., there's nothing wrong with monkey shoulder. Um, if I'm gonna, if I'm not gonna, if I don't end up drinking it, I bring it home and I drink it the next day. Um, you know, in a little pour, just kind of relaxing after the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, temper, very temporary, one two days max, and then um, yeah. I feel like after that, um, the the container starts affecting the whiskey. Yeah, you don't right. want to leave it in there for totally very long. Um, so yeah, um, well, my glass is empty, and Uh-oh, I mine have, too. and I have an absolute stunner of a whiskey ready to go. In. I think, I think you have us beat by a mile. Yeah. Um, we're going to get into a little bit of a showdown here. Sherry showdown. Um, and what's the status of the poll? Brad? Well, let's see. What is Josh drinking? Oh, Looks like the Westland nose. wins West by West. just a little tiny scrap. All right. Well, I'll pour that. Uh, have you? Uh, you've got uh, the what was it? Bunahaven. I have. Right? I have number two on Aqua Vitae's top five must try. Is it must try? Uh, yeah, it was uh, top yeah. five favorite whiskeys that weren't like incredibly rare or difficult to find. Was one video, but yours yeah. was on the other one, right? I was on the other one. Yours was uh, on the. Uh, Top five, maybe you'll never find it, but like if I have it, you know, yeah, those are those are my favorites. Yeah, uh, I, I was given, oh, I was given, <laughs> uh, it's so it's, it smells so good. I was given, um, a Buna Haben Moin Oloroso. Um, All right, uh, stay, stay there, I'll be there in four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Brad's number, on his way, num- number two on, on Aquavite's uh, list. Um, bottled at sixty point one percent. Wow! Um, cast strength. Cast strength. Um, if I'm not mistaken, um, we're talking about three or four, uh, different seven. My my bad. Seven Oloroso sherry casks, um, were wow. used in uh blend in creating this um uh, this expression. Um, yeah, and um. I was gifted. I was gifted this sample by one Dave Kramer of Mag of Canadian Magnificence. Nice, and it is just absolutely fantastic. I want to know where I my sample is, Dave. I haven't. Yes, yeah, seriously. <laughs> the hell? It's in Canada. Is in Canada, Josh? Come and visit. Oh, I have to come fetch. I I could get there. Just give me a few hours. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's what I have right now in my uh in my Glencairn. Uh, so real quickly, uh, uh, can we just talk about real quick, Roy? Yes, we can. Yeah, absolutely. The Always. Man. He's awesome. So cool. Always talk about so him. So nice. Great channel. Love Roy. He's the best. Yeah. Um, the, the most gentlemanly gentleman in whiskey, I think. I got a very, uh, I was very privileged to talk to him for a couple of minutes. And, uh, uh for whoever can remember, uh, we, for the few that were in the room at the time, we did um, a little uh, ceremony with uh, um, a, a classic Scottish quiche. Quake? Quake? 
A quiche. It's not a quiche. It's not a quiche. I'm really hungry, apparently. Yeah. I'm very hungry. Um, yeah, Quake, and, and he and he and he um, he introduced us to um, the no strange. There are no strangers in whiskey um, sort of celebration, and it was uh, wonderful. What a, he's a stand-up gentleman. Um, he's really? he's shouted us shouted us out a couple of times. Um, we can't thank him enough, and we didn't even ask him for it. He just he saw that we, what we were doing. He's been extremely supportive. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah. Um, I will uh, cheers that in a second after we finish talking about uh, what we have in our glasses because we should all just talk about our noses first. Sure. Brad, uh, Brad, what did what did you have? Uh, uh, it was I, a red breast. Yeah, it was the red breast Lestal is what I've got nice. uh, in mine, which is very very tasty. It's just all like, but it's it's almost like. I want to say stale gingerbread, like gingerbread, but like something Lassie? is just a little bit like too much butter in the gingerbread or something like something is just a little sure. Bit. Like if gingerbread uh, and and butter cookies or shortbread cookies had yeah. a baby. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's very gingerbready, but. Like delicious, something is delicious weird. cookie it's, baby. It, it's a delicious cookie baby. That's right. It, it's really, really good. It's sweeter yeah, than I do. Anything like, sherry is going to be sweeter than I would normally reach for. So, like, sure. it's not going to hit my top whiskeys personally. But it right, is very. But when you're good. in the mood for that, that nice, sweet, fruity, oh yeah, sure, no, it's it's rich, just rich, sweet uh, dessert. It, yeah. When you're in the mood for a delicious cookie, baby, and also you want a whiskey. <laughs> Are you in the mood for a cookie, baby? <laughs> Jesus. And, and there's the mature <laughs> tag on the podcast uh, settings. Okay. Trending now. Hashtag cookie baby. Oh boy. I'm getting a bit of barbecue sauce on this uh, Luna Haben. Nice. That could, that could make sense, man. Yeah, is like it cheated at all? No, it's all Oloroso. Okay. As far as I as far as I know, I'm not I'm not getting I'm not getting any peat. If there is like the the um the sherry is just dominating. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just so just underneath it that I'm just I'm just taken aback by this by this smoked this barbecue smoked meat that I'm getting right up front. It's mm, leave it with me for a little bit. Talk about the Westland and I'll get back to you on the Pete. So uh, have either of you had Westland before? At all? No? Um, you know, you don't I, get it up there, right? I no, had some. There. Last time I was at Austin, I had one of them. The regular single malt, maybe? I think, I think it was just the single malt, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like it's it's in the same ballpark as stuff like uh, Stranahan's and Balcones single malt, where it's... Balcones is a little more wood for it, I'd say, whereas the Westland's a little more grain. I mean, they're all they're all kind of grain for it. Sure. Um, they have a very, you know, you can you can tell that super malty character. Uh, it's a little bit sort of dense and rich compared to like a space side single malt. Um, uh, but on this uh, sherry finished Westland, it it's kind of the obvious notes of of dark fruit and those sort of 
wine type notes. And I mean, let's talk about what sherry even is, right? Sherry is a fortified wine. So they, so they essentially make wine from different types of grapes and then they add usually, uh, I think spirit made from wine to bump up the alcohol content. Right. So you end up with this kind of sweet wine that's extra, extra boozy. Um, and this one is made, I think Oloroso and Pedro Jimenez sherry casks. So yeah, it's, it's got, it's got a nice richness and, and a lot of, uh, a lot of those dark fruit notes. It's, obviously really sweet on the nose and then some also just some spice to it too, which I think just, it comes from a little bit more barrel influence probably that you get in North American single malts versus, versus say a scotch. Sure. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not getting very much, by the way, that Weston sounds amazing, but I'm not getting, I'm not getting very much peat. It's kind of like not a, not a peat, like phenolics. Because you got the, you got the Oloroso sweetness from the like the dark fruits, a little bit of pepper, and you get brine like a bit of brine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like a weird, like if you take all the peat out of out of like a Lafroig, and you're just left mm-hmm. with like a little bit of like a slight medicinal sort of. It's weird. It's it's super complex. Like this is beyond this is beyond me right now. <laughs> I'll admit it. This is well way way beyond my. I'm punching above my weight limit here. Sure. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, but it's okay. I think I think I I, I can't resist anymore. I gotta going in for the taste. I don't know if it's just the camera too, but it looks super dark. It really does. Like on and like a oh, red yeah. and a cherry hue. Oh to yeah. It. Well. Seven seven Oloroso barrels will probably do that, right? That's true. Yeah. Um, wow. Woo. That'll warm you up. <laughs> uh, that 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 it 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 tastes like sixty percent. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. Still get that it's barbecue. Got a, it's got a lot of uh, burn to it for for being high proof. It, not burn that warming. It's it's not a burn. It's it's, it's it's not abrasive. It's, it it just warms me straight down, sure. um, um, and um, so get that barbecue, that barbecued characteristic that I was getting on the nose. A tartness showed up, like um, like a, a green apple, green apple, yeah, green mm-hmm. green apples are tart, right? Yeah, um, can be. This is a tart apple. Let's just say tart apple because I don't know my colors. Um, <laughs> Colors are um, hard, yeah. man. It's like counting. It's so hard. Yeah, it's, it's very hard, especially for me. I, really quick aside, I failed math all throughout high school. I have to take summer school every year. So ask me to do a, a mathematic something. Don't just re- be prepared to wait a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. So how's that, Lustau? It's very good. It's it's almost. I've drank almost all of it. That wasn't a sipping whiskey for you, was but, it? <laughs> well, I mean, it is, but I've been sipping on it very quickly because it's tasty. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, and it's yeah. gone. I need more. Oh no! <laughs> Thankfully, I have more. I think the uh, the Westland Westland to me always has this slight like uh, mocha coffee 
kind of flavor. It's not not sure. it doesn't it's not super present, but uh, it has a bit of a coffee note and a bit of a chocolate note together, and and it's a bit spicy. You know, I think you get that barrel spice along with the fruit, and then the the core Westland, like the un unpeated, not the sherry wood, just the regular Westland has that. Uh, mocha coffee note in the background to it. So that's still present here in the sherry wood as well, just combined with that, that fruitiness and the richness uh, from the, uh, from the sherry barrels. It's pretty sweet, but enough, enough tannins and stuff to kind of balance that out. Cool. That sounds tasty. I'm very tasty. Yeah. I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to get a little bit of a taste when I'm back down in Austin with you. You got it, buddy. Um, um, yeah. So, yeah, there's our um, Redbreast, Vunahaven, and the Westland. Um, Bellmead, I'll, I'll bring it back out a different time, I guess. Yeah. Give it a we try. Can, I, 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 it's actually, I have had it before. So where's, it's, Be, where's, where's Bellmead from again? Uh, Kentucky. It's sourced. Uh, like, it's one of those distilleries that's sourcing for now, but uh, also distilling their old, own stuff. Okay. Um, I think it's Kentucky Greenbrier. Yeah, I think it's Kentucky. Don't quote me on that. We'll, but... we'll, we'll, we'll as um as a little tease. We'll we'll do a bourbon. That's a bourbon, right? Yeah, it's a bourbon, and and I got this little gift pack that has uh, this one sherry, obviously, and there's another one that's cognac finished, and there's right. another that's Madeira finished. Ooh, fancy. That's the sherry one is super smooth and sweet and desserty. Um, really rich and tasty. I mean, it's absolutely a dessert whiskey. Um, but of the three, I got to say, it's probably my favorite. Just one of those you got to be in the mood for, though. Yeah, I think I think we could do like a bourbon showdown sometime sure. yeah. soon. Right? Absolutely. Um, with different finishes, maybe. I think that's something that that uh, we can facilitate uh, for the for the people. For the people. Gotta give the people um, what they want. Gotta, yeah. Um. All right. I so guess, time's apparently. running. Time's running short. Um, let's get to our quick recommendation, um, uh, segment, the, the fiddly bits. We're going to end every, bits. we're going to end every, um, podcast with the fiddly bits. Um, and, um, like I said, this is just a quick recommendation, uh, whether it's, um, books, movies, music, we're going to just kind of let you guys know what, uh, what's been going on in our lives that we'd completely recommend to you or, um, um, have you check out. So, um, Josh, I think yours is uh, called for um, number one because this was uh, this sounded amazing. I'm really upset that we didn't get a chance to experience this, but uh, yeah, the the Balcones uh, 10th anniversary party was on Saturday, and um, it was it was amazing and also just kind of crazy all around. Uh, we went and had lunch or we had brunch across the street. We had a bunch of magnificent bastards there that all met up at milo which is a great restaurant if you're ever in waco and go into balcones check them out they make great food um we also had uh, spencer whelan and uh christy and uh, spencer's wife sarah were there from uh, texas whiskey association uh, so we hung out with those guys for a little bit and when it came time to go across to balcones and they're opening the opening the doors it started pouring rain and apparently there was a tornado that happened nearby as well. I mean, it was just ridiculous. They brought everybody inside. Um, you know, the, everybody was just soaking wet. 
uh, and uh, Daniel Whittington, his wife, Alay were there, you know, shooting little videos and stuff like that. And they were trying to bring in uh, samples for everybody to taste of their new whiskeys, which were fantastic. Uh, I got to try the new um, port finished single malt and then a sherry finished single malt, uh, both just excellent stuff. Uh, and then we got a little time to talk to the master distiller, uh, Jared Hempstead, who's a really cool guy. Uh, yeah. Myself and a bunch of uh, a bunch of other guys that are in Whiskey Tribe are going uh, next month up there for what they, they call a master class about whiskey blending. And cool. uh, found out that the plan for the class is for uh, Jared and, and the other guys that work up there, Zach, Gabe, um, Thomas, to bring in samples of various whiskeys, uh, prob probably the single malts. Uh, they may bring some other stuff, but uh, bring in samples of various whiskeys that are aged in different ways, uh, in different woods, et cetera. And we'll be able to put together our own personal blend of Balcones whiskey. Uh, once we decide on what percentages we want to blend together for a final product, they'll bottle that stuff and we'll come and pick it up and we'll have our own special, unique to us uh, bottle of Balcones single malt. That sounds pretty sweet. So, yeah. Yeah, should be pretty awesome. Uh, they have another, a couple of other releases that are coming out. We got to try. There's a weeded bourbon coming out next month, which was really tasty. And then in December, they're doing two different variations of brimstone. Uh, there's a brimstone redo, which I think is trying to go back to the way it was originally made at Balcones back in the day. Uh, something about roasting the blue corn for extra long time. I, I don't really know all the details, but that was pretty good. Uh, mostly, mostly tasted like regular brimstone, just a little more intense, maybe. And then they have a magical brimstone PX sherry finished, which is just beyond delicious. Everyone was blown away by it that tried it. So really, really looking forward to that. Um, yeah, yeah I've heard so crazy it was, good things. It was kind of crazy, rained out tornadoes and everything to start the day, but then it all cleared up and we got to try a bunch of cool whiskeys, take a tour of the distillery, and 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 yeah, it was a good day. Nice, nice. Cool. We don't get uh, we don't get stuff like that up here. Mainly Not <laughs> very often. <laughs> very very rare. Oh, uh, Jason was asking me. He says going to Balcones next week. Will they still have anniversary whiskey to purchase? Yeah, I saw a post today that they did still have some of the Brujeria and the Hitchseros tenth um, anniversary whiskeys available. I, I don't know how many or if they're going to have some next week, but. They did. Uh, they did still have some available. They are a little more pricey than your average. Like Balcones special releases are normally about eighty dollars. These are a little more. One was a hundred, and one was one, one twenty, one thirty. I think it was. These are, these are so, limited releases, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're they're not. I, I think one of them is going to see some distribution, but I don't remember which one. Um, but but both I thought were quite good. You know, the port is the port's a very desserty. You know. Uh, what would you expect out of a port finished? And then uh, the sherry does have a hint of peat to it, so it's got a little kind of peppery spice. Uh, it's They're both really nice. Brad, how about you, real quick? Uh, my recommendation this week would be a book called Whiskey Distilled by Heather Green, which is actually mm. a book that I got at the Level 1 SOM training uh, in mm -hmm. April where I got to meet Heather Green and like hang out with her That's and chat cool. with her and stuff. And she, she's she actually just, she really does, cool. She uh, does classes over there? Uh, she did like a talk and then she just hung okay. out with us. Um, That's cool. You know, right. She kind of helps out with the classes from, yeah. from time to time. Yeah. I think she 
probably helped with the curriculum a little bit and stuff like a, a lot of the level one stuff is very reminiscent of certain parts of of this book because she goes through the whole process of making whiskey and there's a lot of anecdotes about how she was you know a rep for different whiskey companies and all kinds of fun stories and stuff it's it's actually super super interesting if you're trying to get into whiskey at all or you want to understand the process of either making whiskey marketing whiskey or just you know how to talk about whiskey to your friends even if you're not super serious right. about it as a career it's a super interesting book and it's very well put together and even the audiobook on uh, audible is really well narrated yeah which I've, is always I've nice. heard nothing but good things about her you know she's yeah, no, she's, she's, she's 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 great we should, we should, she was we really should, fun we to hang link, with. we should link um some um stuff to where people can find uh that book yeah, yeah i'll, I'll put links and stuff it. in the description of the yeah. video and look, it, look for the description uh, guys if you're interested in any of these things and uh uh we'll get we'll, we'll you know you'll we'll we'll guide you there i have a copy of that it's it's next on my list to to read i'm reading that um what's the other one a uh, tasting whiskey sure uh, yeah. once i finish that guy that's that's whiskey distilled i think is next on my list so cool yeah it's definitely it's definitely worth a read it's it's really well put together nice Nice. um my recommendation this week's going to be um not at all related to whiskey um how dare you you bastard you're fine you you are already on thin (laughs) ice from last week you are so fired not really i think i think the people need just a little bit of a break and a little bit of craziness so i'm going to recommend and i'm a big anime head uh an anime that I recently started watching new this season called uh, uh, I don't want to butcher the pronunciation Hinomaru Sumo. Um, it's a new anime. Uh, the second episode was just released a couple days ago. I have to get around to watching it. The first episode was absolutely fantastic. Um, really funny. Um, essentially, it's about this undersized um, high um, middle school uh, boy um, that's really into sumo wrestling. Um, and, and, you know, when you think of sumo wrestlers, you have the big, monstrous, just mammoth dudes, right? And he's undersized, but he, but typical kind of, um, Japanese shonen, which is like young teen, uh, themed, uh, animes, um, you power through, you overcome your obstacles with heart, passion, um, and intensity. And it's a lot of fun. It's really cool. If you're into anime and need something new this season, a hundred percent, um, from the first episode, it's uh, definite. Uh-oh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I guess your time's up now. My time is up. But <laughs> oh, it's a definite, what a shit. It's, it's a definite watch. Um, <laughs> I highly recommend it. It's a, it's, it was pretty funny, and I think that it's going to be... Uh, I think it's going to be really, really interesting to see the development throughout the series. Um, right on. But yeah, Very cool. um, I think we're going to call it a day. Uh, the, you guys have a little bit of something in your glass. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, just a little bit. Yeah. So. So yeah. So um, thank you guys. Um, episode two in the books. Actually, no. Is this episode one? Because well, episode called zero. It zero at yeah, first. So, so. Te- 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 technically, this is run. episode two in the feed, but you know, whatever. It's, uh, uh, it's let's call uh, it one and a half, and then next one point five. I don't sure. know. Uh, you know what? We're, we're we'll be fine. Yeah. Um, again, fine. Uh, big thanks to everyone that's been joining us in the chat. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you again for all your comments. Uh, keep on suggesting stuff. Um, like, subscribe. Let us know what you know. 
Um, Suggestions for, yeah, for what, what we should do next. Hey, Vito. And if you, Vito, before yeah. before we go, what did you think about the Nova? God damn oh, it. the Nova. Um, oh, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to keep that for the for a future episode. Oh, so, uh, secrets. Sorry. Um, tease. Yeah, sorry, guys. Cliffhanger. Uh, there's stuff... There's stuff in the works, but it is very good. Um, we'll talk about it. Don't worry. We'll get there. Um, but in the meantime, uh, stay safe, stay classy, and uh, cilantro. Cilantro. Cilantro.